dear diary. Today was a wild one. The wolfman swung by the castle with a little lunchable of a dude whose blood alcohol content was high enough to send me to the moon. Wolfman wanted to see my new automobile, and I was like, I'm in no shape to drive, Wolfman. And he was like, don't worry, I got this. So we grooved on down to Lumino, and, well, long story short, we hit an older lady with the car so hard she exploded. Now, I'm no fan of senseless violence. But I must admit that sometimes it is very, very funny. quadrupedal and for the first time in your life truly free of the shackles of what society expects from you. There is a soft wind rustling the grain carrying the sweet smell of oats through the pasture and back down to a freshly painted farmhouse in the distance. You see by the perimeter a wild silver stallion, sinewy and imposing, and it frolics up to you and runs a lap around you before making eye contact with you and leaping over the fence towards the woods where all the other wild horses roam. What do you do? Um... I think I gotta get just a big mouthful of oats. You are accustomed to the finer things in this life. You, in your original body, consumed any number of small plates and award-winning meals from restaurants across the city. Nothing rivals this first bite of beautiful golden oats. You, as you, as you graze here, you see in the distance a, a, a farmer, um, an, an older lady wearing uh, overalls. She shouts something at you in her human tongue, which is inscrutable, uh, calling you in from the pasture. You rear your head up her as when you, I see her. Like, how do I feel about her? You tell me. I mean, I don't know. Do I recognize her? That's, She's a stranger to me? That is the human that lets you live in the barn. And the human that made the human right. the human that made these oats, you have no fucking idea how that whole process works. 
fair. Yeah. But you do know that the oats used to be smaller, and then the human did some stuff to them, and now they nice. are way bigger. And that's cool. Thank you, science. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and follow what the lady asked me to do. Yeah, she seems all right. You start follow to, you start cantering through the oats to the old lady, and as you do, that silver stallion catches your eye one more time, and you feel yourself torn, trying to make a decision between this life of equine freedom and the life you know. Now, you know, I'm so high off of the freedom I think that I'm experiencing right now from just being in this body and being in this form. I am, uh, I'm gonna, I have to sprint after the, the silver stallion. Can I make an observation? I've played uh, games now with Justin for many, many years. I've never seen Justin so happy. He's dialed in. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I can't believe you'd ruin the flow with that. Like, I'm you're zapping me out of it right you... now. I was like so in the, in the, in the, in the paint, in the bucket. <laughs> I was really in the bucket. You start at a canter, feeling the oats whip across your shanks <laughs> as you as you sprint towards the. Fence. I think I think the word shanks too, and I'm like, I've never done that before. No. Why would I think of them as shanks? But I, that is what I knew them to be. That's what they are. Mm-hmm. You jump over the fence, brother Philo. And Crawford, you see your traveling partner, Lady Godwin, is now a very tall horse, runs and jumps over the bar and smashes into all of the bottles behind the bar, making a big and terrible mess. There is a giant wild horse loose in this place of business. Pierre Reynolds looks confused yeah. and upset about fair. the state of, Both his, are fair. of his small business. Hey, brother Philo. Mm. Do you remember earlier today when you transferred your consciousness from your human body into a puppet body? Mm-hmm. 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 Can I tell you what's wild, man? Well, what's that? What? I remember thinking, how could today get any weirder? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you there, uh, but it has. It... Um, Pierre Reynolds says, Socrates, please, you must. My business. I just remodeled. Please. She's making a terrible mess. I'm completely out of this, right? You're in Oats. You're in Oats. This is not what I am. Okay. I'm like a different. Okay. I'm going to cast Speak with Animals. Okay. That's good. That's good. That's great. Um, Um, So I can, you know, speak with uh, animals. animals, yeah. Can yeah. you can you link that in chat? Is it, is it what are the what are the parameters here? Because this is a this is a we're on the you border. gain the ability to comprehend and verbally communicate with beasts for the duration. The knowledge and okay. awareness of many beasts is limited by their intelligence. Great. Show me what this looks like. What is it? What does it look like when Crawford Butner does this? Uh, so Crawford uh has had experience with horses. Of course, experience with a lot of animals. Uh, he's going to do some horse whispering. Okay. Um. Hey. Hey. Hey, Lady Godwin, I'm. Yeah. I'm gonna need this to be contested, Griffin. <laughs> I, I have to demand that this is contested if he's trying to contact me. Uh, okay. Let me set this up first, though. The connection to animals that you have, Crawford, is so potent, so 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 unbelievably strong. Your form and your words appear in the uh, in the plane of oats that. Lady Godwin currently resides in. As you clear the fence, Lady Godwin, you see a familiar human, and they are using that wild language that has no whinnies or clicks or neighing in it whatsoever. Um, But you do actually, you know what? I say that. He did click. And in that click, you hear concern. You hear uh, almost a warning. Hmm. Okay, I sprint towards the Silver Stallion. That's what I'm doing. So what do I need to do about him? All right, now I do think we should do a contested check. So let's do <laughs> a uh, a a animal handling check from uh, from Crawford Muntner versus a wisdom mm, a wisdom saving throw from Lady Godwin. 
I got a 19 plus six, a 25. Dang. I did okay, but it's not, it's not gonna beat That's that. That's a 15. I got 15. I, the result of this check is Lady Godwin, you, you, you take the reins a little bit more. Now you, okay. it's you and the, before it was just the horse. Now it's you and the horse. You're in the oats plane, but you're also in your, your old friend Pierre Reynolds' bar, smashing it up terribly in a body that is unbelievably even bigger and wilder than the one that you have just sort of been switched into. Um, okay. You gain a moment of lucidity where uh, you, you feel like you have some control over the situation. Crawford, dear, what is happening? Okay, well, so hey... Hey, it's okay. Um, you, you. Have, How dare you? you know, I know Wait, you. I, yeah, you've been turned into a big horse. You know your class. Yeah. That's how you speak to me like this. Yeah. Oh, calm girl, calm girl. You are three concrete rungs lower than me on the social stand. And I'm about three hands shorter than you now. So here's the thing. Good lord. Yeah, you've been turned into a horse. Oh. You're a big old, <laughs> very pretty. You're very. You're. Her eyes are up here. You're a horse now, and um, hope. I assume not forever, but I don't well, know. I should hope not. There. This would make it very difficult to extract my vengeance on Dracula. I don't make any assumptions, if I may say, from past experience. You're not. You're, you're not my brain. This is just me, at Crawford. Oh, right. You yeah. hear Crawford his word. Okay. My brain. A barn door appears out of the ether, directly. Uh, in front of you, between uh, between two trees, Crawford is standing on the other side of it, and you see an exit from the plane of oats. Well, perhaps tomorrow I will begin my p- plotting my escape from this horrid plane. But the oats, Crawford, I if know. Experience in the way I have. Listen, we all love oats. Yeah. We have oats out do, here, though. Hey, Crawford! Crawford! Yeah? Do we? We do have do oats, we? but also, whatever you're seeing ain't what's really happening, and you just smashed into a bunch of bottles that got a lot of little cuts, and you smell like whiskey. Oof. You reek of frankly, booze, Lady Godwin. I Frankly, I, I can't afford to replace them. Um, hmm. I'm gonna... T- <laughs> I'm gonna... T- I need to steal one last look at the Silver Stallion. (laughs) You see the Silver Stallion, and a tear rolls down his eye, which takes a long time for a horse. It's a whole turny. It's a a regular Schlitterbahn. (laughs) He looks... You go into Schlitterbahn, you're crying because your horse is gone. He looks through the barn door, looks at you. He nods. He knows. <laughs> this was never going to last forever. As much as he wanted it to. Thank you. I I will find my way back. Uh, and I'll go through the barn door. As soon as you... If I have... Do I have that level of, like, control? Yes. I feel like we kind of opened a door and I don't want to rush it if you... No. You... Okay. You pass through the gateway into the plain of oats, and you see the silver stallion rear back as he does, as you, as you do so. And the door shuts behind you. And Brother Philo and Crawford, you see pop up from behind the bar Lady Godwin in her original but also reanimated form. Not original. Her not secondary, original. not tertiary yeah, form. Yeah. Yes, right. <laughs> right. And uh, Pierre says, Oh, thank God. Oh, my goodness. Uh, are you okay, Lady Godwin? I had no idea you had uh, been afflicted. Uh, I... What it, wait, sorry, Pierre. Wait, do you have some insight into what just occurred? I, I, I'm afraid to tell you, Lady Godwin, that you have... You have been struck with the curse of the were beast. This, in this case, a were horse. Have oh, you been yeah. bitten by a horse uh, any time recently? Here, here, Pierre, you saw the 
The horse is right here. No, is this is this is you are. You said where horse? I, I it, it was here. It was me. Oh, my apologies. The horse was me. It didn't yes, leave. This happens a lot with the accent that I have. Hold on one second. And he picks up a notepad and writes the word where, W-E-R-E, horse. And he holds that up. Where, horse. Where oh. Where, where horse. I were horse. We yes, are I, horse. I was a horse. You know, uh, the werewolf? Um, the forest? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> No, yes, of course. Of course this is outrageous. I know this you is... know the werewolf. You know the wolf man. The, we- the wolf man hits you with the automobile. No. Yes. You... You're saying that I'm a horsewoman. I'm saying, when were you beaten? When did you arrive in town? Oh. Just... Some. Sort of in the previous days. morning, probably. A... Yeah. yeah. Probably, 36 yeah. hours ago. Yeah, this is right. terrible. This is terrible. There is a way to reverse it, but there's not much time. When you are beaten Oof. and you are afflicted with the wear curse. The oh, you, say, you say reverse. It sounds so final, doesn't it? I wonder if there is a sort of happy medium. <laughs> you know, we can perhaps strike. There is no happiness to be found in... Where did you... May I talk to you privately, please, for a moment? Uh, yeah, of course. Where did you go? I. My wife just uh, came in to hand me the coffee. She very kindly brought me, and I just can't imagine a stranger thing to walk in. <laughs> you describing the I erotic cannot. horse experience that you just just I I never am gonna walk. Yeah, 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 down. sure. Um, okay. And Griffin, I would say erotically charged. I don't know. Erotically charged. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Thank you. Um. There were oats, as far as the eye could see, the most beautiful silver stallion, and a woman that felt so much like home that, frankly, Pierre, I wasn't obliged to hurry back. For me, he pulls up his sleeve and shows you there's a huge bite mark scar on his arm. Seems old, right? It looks very old, very old, old, very, very very, uh, close over. Yours, looking at it now, is like still pretty uh, messed up and there's still just a, a gentle uh, grazing of chestnut brown like uh, hide growing around it he says for me it was a bear and I went to the plain of salmon where everything was salmon towns made of salmon meat filled with salmon people inside of them and they loved it to be eaten and were you a fan of salmon before? absolutely not it's, it may not surprise you to find out we do not get a lot of fresh seafood here in Angrave. Um But eventually you will cross a threshold where Lady Godwin will be gone and only the horse will remain. But listen, there is... Oh, we can rejoin the others now. I feel like I'm being rude. Your friend can be saved, but we have a very narrow window of time. And Griffin, For, just to establish and I as a player know this, obviously. Yes. Um, oh, oh, you know all this shit. Right, as a player know this. Um, but also, Pierre's a werebear? Yeah, no, not anymore. Because he did this thing that he's about okay. to Okay. So Pierre were a werebear. Yeah, <laughs> we're a werebear. Well, and, and Pierre were a werebear. Brother Philo rolls up his sleeve on his wooden arm and shows you where he uh, used to be somebody's home. Wood used to be somebody's home. He's a warehouse. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Let me just delete that joke that I had oh, no! later in the... Oh, you are. No, okay. it's yeah. okay. No, because it, now it'll be a callback when it comes back around. Gotcha. Okay. You have... When you are bitten, when you are afflicted with the werewolf curse, you have 48 hours. 48 hours. If you can, in that very... Ner- and it's so specific. It's exactly 48 hours, which mm. is weird how do they know that's my yes if you can in 48 hours find the beast that bit you 48 hours from now 48 hours from 48 hours from the moment of the um, affliction you have a transformation no from the bite oh 
So I have approximately 12 hours. Not a lot of time, yes. I'm sorry, oh. yes, the heat is on, as they say. You have now 12. Let's just, let's simplify things a little bit. You now have 12 hours to find the beast that bit you and bite it in back. If you bite it in back. Wait, sorry. Hey. <laughs> Pierre. Yes. You're sure that that's it? He rolls up his sleeve. Okay. Look at this. Do you see me going around throating down salmon? Mm. No. No. Do I see? Do I walk around with no pants and with big jar of honey stuck on my head? No. <laughs> He's right. Picking up the picnic baskets. No. Twelve it's- hours you have to find him. Is a beast that beat you? Bite him back. Is a curse reversed? If no. the horse then bites her again, does the 48 Double hours jeopardy. start over? Double jeopardy. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> yes. But they don't have horse <laughs> antiponies. They'll keep, uh, keep them out at bay. I believe I can help you. If you are looking for any sort of weird creature, they almost always congregate in the wolfman's compound out in the ungentle wood. Um... It's northwest of town. It is, I mean, it is nearly a half a day's ride, so you would need to get moving pretty quickly if you wanted to get there uh, in time to reverse the curse. But I, I, I will also warn you that your friends will not be welcome there. It is really just an establishment for where people, um, mm. and so that might be an issue. But you, if you are looking for the creatures that beat you, you will find it at his place, which is a nightclub called The Warehouse. And that's funny because it's happened so that you were also a warehouse. Anyway. <laughs> Wolfman is... Call back! Call Wolf, back! Wolfman is Dracula's best friend. If you are looking for Dracula, a Wolfman mm-hmm. may be a good lead. So, How do they... How do the... Where folk... How do you think they'll feel about Puppet? How convincing is the puppet? I mean, look oh, at him. Oh, him! Hi, everybody! <laughs> yes, um... I mean, I am upset by looking at him. He is a mockery of um, sort of uh, humanity. But they, they are not human, so maybe they are down to clown. Um, we, we, yeah, that's it. This is a, to- a coin toss. What does one wear to the werebear lair? And where is the warehouse? The warehouse is beyond the borders of Lumino, uh, north from the north checkpoint. You go basically, okay, so what you're going to want to do is you <laughs> okay. go north from the northern checkpoint. Yep. And then once you hit the Stranglemire, obviously do not go in there. Strangle, sorry, Stranglemire <laughs> east or Stranglemire west? The Stranglemire is to the north. I'm saying once you hit the Stranglemire yeah. borders. Yeah. Upper Stranglemire. Okay. Right. It's just no, one no, no, big no, no. That's mire. where the Raising Canes is. Oh, it's, oh, oh. it's low. Yep. So you're going to hang on. At that point, you're going to hang a Ralph and, okay. and proceed to the east until you reach the ungentle wood. Now, I must tell you, once you get there, good luck, because it's a woods. There's no roads. Um, and if you see uh, Jeremy, give him my best. He's the bear that bit me. And then I bit him back. That was an adventure for another time. <laughs> Pierre, you have lived multitudes, my brother. You have no idea, my friend. Any other questions? Your time limit, I cannot. It's like 11 hours and 58 minutes now. Um, um, if you have any further no, questions. I, I shouldn't expect it. Um, what I'm trying to figure out is, do we have the sort of relationship where I w- it would be taken for granted that they would be coming with me? Or like... Uh, since this is just for her, I don't know if she would try to put up a fight. I mean, that's up to you guys if you want to just hash that out. Well, that's I do. I just wanted to check the yeah the back history yeah. that the ex- I mean you you history. you all partied up to hunt Dracula, and so this right. is not this is running parallel to that. Well, but it is not. Yes, is I suppose I I could do this on my own if you prefer. It's not strictly. Related to our... It's, well, it is related, I suppose. It's not strictly our, our, our mission, though. Uh, Crawford lays his hand high on Lady Godwin's shoulder and looks her in the eye and says, 
I don't have anything else to do right now. So, like, I didn't have any other plans. Thank you. Thank you. And we got to wait a while for Dracula to reform anyways. So, like, yeah, fuck it. Yep. And uh, I am am charged with uh, helping those in the community in need. And I believe this is you in need. And uh, let's let's, uh, rock and roll. I, I, yes. I would also point out you're a little puppet boy. Yes. So you would probably be best with us, frankly. <laughs> I don't want you wandering about being lured into temptations I'm, I'm beyond your control. Absolutely. Um, You I could just pick up, actually. I don't know why I asked. Come on. Yes. Au revoir. Whoa. <laughs> Au revoir, my friends. He waves as you all walk out of the bar. And as you do, he lurches over, and you see claws start to form on his hands. What? And then he sucks him back in. No, not yet. What? I thought you <laughs> You didn't see that. The audience saw that. No, not yet. <laughs> Wait, no, I did. You got to take me, tell me to take my headphones off. Now I know this whole thing's bullshit. He stands up. A nursing? <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? You can't just say nothing. You know, see, he say no. We didn't ask all the question. Well, well. No, are you okay? Because I heard you bend over and then you mumbled something. Oh, you got tummy troubles? I mumbled. Okay. Oh, I mumbled. Au revoir. Why would you mumble that? You must go. The time limit is tick tock, tick tock. Go. Okay. Well, all right. As soon as you, uh, as soon as you cross the threshold of the bar, he. Bends, he reaches inside his coat and pulls out a big hunk of salmon. Oh, I love my pen in here. <laughs> Hold on. Did... Hello. Have you seen my pen? With a pen like a brooch? Like br- no, like a writing pen. It's got like my name on it. I got it when I graduated. Uh, oh, here it is. Oh, thank you. Oh, it's all greasy. Hold on. Don't smell it. <laughs> <laughs> Always smell good it. advice. I wasn't gonna. We're approaching levels of Pierre's accent in this podcast (laughs) that test the limits of human frailty. We are getting to toxic levels where poison control will need to be called. This this podcast is about to be a brownfield site that the government has to pay to reclaim to get all the fucking Pepe Le Pew stuff. We are almost out of the fucking building. Please, for the love of God. Oh... Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right. Powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis, how did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything, your products, content you create, or even your time. What what influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have an Aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as they get home from doing something fun, 
we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So, right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Chicago, we're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2, and we're doing live shows, all a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out, and Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2, schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that. Go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little Sailor Man pin. And 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now, back to the show. Have you ever wanted to know the sad lore behind Chuck E. Cheese's love of birthday parties? Or, my Saturday mornings are reserved for cartoons? Or, have you wanted to know how beloved virtual pet site Neopets fell into the hands of Scientologists? Or, how a former Mattel employee managed to grow Sega into a video game powerhouse? Join us, hosts Austin and Brenda, and learn all of these things and more at Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries, now on Maximum Fun. The following are real reenactments of pretend emergency calls. 911. The Silly Crimes. Judge John Hodgman, the only true crime podcast that won't leave you feeling sad and bad and scared for once. Only on MaximumFun.org. The lands beyond the northern checkpoint leading away from Luminelle. It is like looking out of an airlock into space. The light from Lumino Tower ends abruptly at the border. You can see a bit of the road and some trees beyond. The rest of it is just Stygian blackness. It is way uh, more sparsely populated uh, around this part of the city. You are far from the tower and most of the other important landmarks uh, of, of Lumino. Um, there is a portcullis over the gate, and standing in the uh, the booth uh, next to the gate, you see Robert Halloween. And as you approach, he says, "Ah, hello! Ooh, uh, it seems you all have done quite well for yourselves here." Is that is that your, your is that your understanding? Looking at us? Yeah, based on what? Yeah, yes, one of us is quite clearly a puppet. Ah, uh, maybe, maybe, but you seem to have those hand stamps that I love to see so much from people who come to the Northern Checkpoint. So, okay, when you say done quite well for yourself, what you mean is manage to get a thin kind of piece of ink on our, a very temporary piece yes. of ink. We really made it. 
Now, I I will warn you, it is quite dangerous. Beyond this, I must... <laughs> fell back into a terrible... You're a werepierre! Oh, oh, <laughs> a werepierre, Pierre, Pierre. Uh, it is quite dangerous. It's not too late to turn around and not go out here searching for Dracula any longer. You could just sort of go on and live your lives. Crawford, your mother probably misses you, don't you think? Hey, listen, man, I want to tell you, um, after we left Pierre's, we all kind of took a nap for a while, and now we only got 10 hours left <laughs> to save, to, to stop this thing, so we do need to go. <laughs> time is of the essence. Ah, yes, the werehorse curse. Tale as old as time. Well, uh, if you uh, if you won't heed my warnings, I I, I, w- I wish you the best of luck. Um, stick to the roads. Um, if you hear howling or any sort of scary noises, just take off. Be safe. Be smart. Be vigilant. I, hmm. How dangerous, in your <laughs> understanding, Robert? <laughs> Is the outside of Fluvio? I mean, I, I'm trying. You know, I, I, my memory isn't what it once was. What? What? What are we? Uh, how dangerous? He reaches down under the counter and he picks up a lunchbox and he sets it down on the counter and he opens it up and he pulls out a corned beef sandwich and then he goes to the back of his booth and opens up a window and just chucks it out into the blackness and before it even hits the ground two wolves jump up and just and drag it into the woods if either of you have a corned beef sandwich with you leave it here do not it is not safe for corned beef sandwiches down there all right well robert this has been chilling (laughs) frankly um but uh, time is is of the essence as they say I understand. Uh, well, he pulls the lever, and the portcullis slides open. Good luck, Godspeed, and I hope our paths cross again one day. But that's going to have to happen here in Lumino, because I am not going that way. Holy shit, no way. Oh, well, I, I suppose we, we do suffer from a lack of planning here, uh, uh, brother... Philo, uh, Crawford, any, any of you have any sort of light source? I'm afraid I got, I got used to the lighthouse there in Lumino. Mm. Oh, yes, I can. Uh, I have the ability to uh, infuse uh, a, a small item and uh, make it a light source. Do you have something uh, that uh, I can use? What an odd way of putting that. I know. Like you know. paint it? You paint it with glow-in-the-dark paint? What do you mean? What it's an odd, it's... Rather, rather stilted way of structuring You make something. Just say, I can make things glow. Why would you be so technical? Yes. I can. Okay, I cool, can man. Definitely make things glow. Uh, it's, this is the, this is why you have such problem connecting with the layman, brother. Well, I'm so used yeah, to being so in the jargon. I'm used to being in the Abbey, and uh, you know who's Abbey? Abbey. Oh, come on, Abbey Norman. You're better than that. <laughs> what, Robert? You're better than that. Here, what, I, what small item uh, that you know we have that that you know wouldn't look odd? Oh, wait, I know, I know, I know. And he pulls out the bloody cross. Oh, sure. Oh. Yeah, that's not weird. Uh, all right, yeah, you pull out and, the bloody cross. This one. And Hey, 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 Philo, what's that? Where'd you get that? Why you got that, bud? <laughs> yeah, let's all, let's, let's have a very necessary discussion about <laughs> <laughs> the uh, bloody cross you just pulled out. Remember, we, we found, standard I, for I found it. For it. your order. I, I found it. This is uh, news to us. Oh, that's right. I guess I didn't fill you in. Okay, found a dead body, pool of blood, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. You know, the way you Knew do. that part. Yeah, yeah, knew that uh, part. And, uh, and I guess had, the part I'm hung up on is where you're like, hey, see this cross covered in that man's blood? Taking that. <laughs> well, um, it's a holy relic, and so I, uh, okay, I liked it, okay? I thought it yeah, would Yeah, you stole it. Good. I thought it would look good with my ensemble, but I was wearing a different ensemble at the time, you know, you know, pre-wood. Um, so, uh, yes, um, is, is it all right if I use this a light source? It would make for some really yeah, cool posts. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's, I suppose. it's hard-ass, man. Go for it. All right. Uh, your beautiful glowing cross symbol of Christ's love for all of us 
um, shines like a, a beacon in the darkness as you step through the northern checkpoint onto the road uh, through through the winding woods. Uh, it is it is comforting to uh, have this this illumination, uh, unnatural though it may be, uh, and. You all a rock. I mean, just a rock. A rock <laughs> would have done a rock up off the ground. <laughs> I mean, a stick. <laughs> you all set forth. I am going to want a roll here. This is okay. a this is a uh, a perilous journey through uh, through through the wilds. There are some roads along the way, uh, but eventually those will come to a halt. You have an expert tracker in your party. Um, yeah. And so I, I am going to need a check from you with any kind of assistance that your friends may want to give you. I will go ahead and say, by providing this light source, uh, Brother Philo, uh, you you already have assisted on, on this roll. So I'm going to go ahead and give plus one uh, to whatever your uh, modifier idea, is though. for that action. It was my idea. I mean... I mean, okay. it was my idea. It was yes, it was, a, and it was a cool so idea. So I really, uh, but I was like, I assisted really, right? You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> okay. So this is going to be a survival check. I'm looking for a DC of 15. If you get lower than that, it's not going to be great. If you okay, and that it'll it'll be okay. Um, is there any other way that Godwin or Philo want? I to have assist I this have role? the characteristic a natural characteristic of intimidation. Okay. So, like, that is something that I can use. So I feel like my presence d- is a deterrent. Warding off, like... Uh, okay. You say, like, the the lo- the low-hanging fruit, right? Sure. The lightweights, that they're not... It's not worth it. I, I, like, if I'm a regular brigand, yeah. no, no, thank yeah. you, no. Yeah, you're just corned beef at that point. Give me an intimidation roll, just to see how effective you are as a, uh, as, as a deterrent. Okay. Oh, good. It's a one. <laughs> I rolled a one. Mm. Mm. Okay, so <laughs> I have a way to help as well. Show me what bat. What is. Well, hold on. One joke at a time. Tell me what bad intimidation looks like from Lady Godwin as you all are uh, traveling through the woods and you don't help uh, going through. Well, I'm feeling extra tough today. <laughs> yes, sir. These muscles are just aching to get into a little bit of a, a rough and tough action. Oh, my, I'd love to kick a wolf. Maybe rip its ears off. Oh, I'm boiling for a fight. It's got me really steamed. You see a pair of wolves. And at the roadside, one looks cowed by your speech, and the other one looks at him like, come on, no, man. <laughs> come on. Um, I'm going to give a minus one to this roll for that very, very, very shitty intimidation check. I appreciate that. Even that feels like an act of generosity. I thank you. Um, Father's going to make a history check just to, okay. um, just to refresh everybody's memory about the incident where she did get bit by the horse. Okay. Because, okay. because if you remember, she had wounded the horse with her axe, so I would assume there would be a blood trail. Oh, okay. Which might That's, assist. Yeah, sure. Okay. I'm searching for it. I'm not even going to make you do a history check. I think that's. I think that that is good. I will give uh, Crawford a plus one on, on his role. So you're now up to a, a plus one, Crawford. Let's... Well... well if well, I no, remember he's correctly, he's up to a zero. Yeah, my no, no, math. No, you got a plus one for the light, minus one for the intimidation, plus one for the. Uh, the okay, plus right, one, plus right. one, minus one. Okay. <laughs> Two steps forward, one step back. So I am. Uh, Crawford has spent a lot of time, right, in the yes, woods sure. uh, hunting and stuff. So he's a natural explorer. Um, so I don't know if we've ever, besides Joe Cast and Night Strider, I don't know if we've ever had a ranger. Uh, on, on the show before. Uh, um, looking at the numbers, Travis, about 84% of our audience just heard that name and was like, what the fuck? Who the yeah. fuck is Jocasta Knight? Who's Jocasta Knight Strider? Uh, Crawford. Let's, tr- let's track. Okay. So. Let's track. <laughs> Put on your boots. 
Um, so, uh, this is, this is, like, Crawford. Being in the city, right? Being surrounded by, like, buildings and walking on the stone floors, that's not Crawford's thing. No. That's not where he lives. This is where he lives. So he's doing stuff. He's looking at little broken twigs. That's good shit. He's, he's tasting the dirt. <laughs> and then he's spitting that. it out because he's like, why the fuck did I do that? <laughs> That's so cool. Oh, they're looking. I need to keep it straight first. Um, and like Aggie sniffing around, uh, following the, the horse blood trail, anything we can get a handle on. Um, and um, so when we travel, a uh, difficult terrain in the forest doesn't slow our travel. We can't become lost except by magical means. Oh, wow. We will remain... A remain alert to danger even when we are engaged in another activity. We can Sheesh. move stealthily at a normal pace. Or I can while alone. Um, and if we go foraging, we find twice as much food. So if you guys want to collect some mushrooms later. Um, and while tracking creatures, you learn the exact number, sizes, and how long ago they passed through the area. Oh, great. Yeah. All right. Also, my proficient uh, bonus is doubled. Uh, in proficient skills when I make an intelligence or wisdom related check. Okay. Wow. Then I'm going to give you advantage on this survival roll because this Same. is absolutely your shit. Um, and your proficiency bonus you will add again to yeah, these so rolls another as plus you two. do a survival check. We are looking for a DC 15. Well, that's, that's uh, a 25. So that's fucking well, that good. A 27. Wow. A 27. 27. Double. And then a nat 20. Holy shit! Good I'm heavens. good. He's good, good at heavens. this. Yeah. He's as good at tracking as I am at D&D. The horse's name is Marcus. Yeah. We're looking for Marcus. You, you taste the dirt and you're just like, Marcus. You know the horse's <laughs> name is Marcus. I was, that's a wild piece of information for you to glean from this, but on a nat 20, you taste mm -hmm. the dirt and you know Marcus. Marcus did come through here. Marcus was wounded and sprinted off, sort of circumnavigated the city of Lumino, which you all could have done and not had to do all that shit where you had to get like a checkpoint pass and all that. Well, I assumed it was wide, is it not? Uh, Very not, narrow city. Not, too, not wide enough for Marcus. <laughs> Marcus followed this road and you are able to follow his trail as if you had a, like a, a as if he was a family circus cartoon mm. leaving a little PJ dotted line behind <laughs> as he goes um, you are hyper vigilant Lady Godwin Brother Philo this is a different dude that you are exploring with right now this is a this is a uh, it, it is magical the way that he is uh, the way that he is navigating this land. I feel like watching this uh, for the first time, like Godwin starts to think they might actually be able to kill Dracula. You all approach this fork in the road at the border of the Stranglemire. Um, you know to hang a Ralph. Even if you hadn't gotten those incredibly explicit directions from Pierre Reynolds. You know where Marcus, you know where to get Marcus. Um, your hypervigilant nature, Crawford, alerts you to uh, oncoming danger well in the distance, well before it can be a threat. Approaching from the, uh, approaching from the east uh, in the direction that you need to travel, uh, and sort of coming towards this crossroads and continuing west, you see a convoy. And they are all traveling on foot. You see uh, about a dozen uh, humanoid figures. Uh, and they are wearing that same red regalia uh, mm. as the cultists who attacked you upon your arrival in Ongrave with the same uh, opaque red smog seeping from the collars disguising um, their appearances. Uh, they are towing a cart that is piled with, with livestock, with formerly alive livestock, with unalived livestock. 
Um, Deadstock. Deadstock. Um, um, and I'm aware of them before they're aware of me, right? Well before they are aware of you. Okay. I always get Deadstock confused with Deathpool. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and Woodstock. Yes. No. The birds. Yes. Um, so uh, uh, Crawford just like turns and just says hide to his two companions and he like kind of steps back into the the brush at the side of the road uh, down into you know like a roadside kind of ditch divot kind of thing to okay. become out of sight. Um, I want a group stealth check. I am going to give you a bonus for this. Um, because of the, uh, the the forewarning, the notice that you uh, have given them. Uh, and so uh, everyone can use Crawford's uh, stealth uh, bonus, which I imagine is considerably higher than... Yeah, my stealth bonus is a plus four. Plus four. Okay, so I got four plus four, eight. Okay. Uh, Sixteen plus four is a dirty 20. Uh, 15, 15 plus four. You're just using his bonus. Uh, oh, I so got ni- you. Okay. 19. 19. Dirty 19. Uh, I got a 16 total. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll strike low in the high. We'll take the 16. Um, with the 16, you duck down. You get out of sight. Uh, and the procession walks, uh, walks by. And you are able to, uh, to, you are able to see them very clearly. Uh, they are not able to see you. Is there anyone straggling at the back? Make a perception check for me. Uh, okay. And that's uh, 12 plus 6 plus another 2, so 20, dirty 20. Another t- Oh, because this is a wisdom check. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, there is a pair of people uh, that are well behind the rest of the procession. Uh, in fact, the, the, the procession passes by uh, without any sort of issue. Uh, and these these two are a good, I mean, it takes them another couple of minutes to catch up uh, to where the others were. There is a, uh, a, a very tall, very muscular looking man that with an 18, with a 20, I will say you see stitches uh, on his neck and you assume uh, that this this man is uh, also a Frankenstein, um, and with him there is a, a, a much older, much sort of wispier looking man wearing um, the same red regalia. Uh, both of them don't have the red smog. You can see their faces uh, quite clearly. They are not going to any effort to uh, to, to disguise themselves, um, and. As they approach, you you hear the old man sort of castigating the uh, the, the big one, uh, and he says, "I told you not to kill the livestock. Living livestock makes for much more appeasing sacrifices." Hide. How many times do I have to tell you? And you hear the Frankenstein man say, uh, "Yeah, sorry, man. Um, you know." Uh, it, it was an accident. I, the livestock here it won't surprise you to hear not sort of the most sturdy uh, because they're eating very dead grass and stuff like that. So it was not – they're very fragile, uh, snap like like twigs. So I will – I'll do my best. I mean all I can do is the best I can do. You know what I mean? Um, uh, Crawford motions to Lady Godwin and communicates or attempts to communicate – uh, non-verbally, uh, like saying, like pointing at her, pointing at the big one, and indicating like a knock on the head, kind of thing, and pointing at himself, and pointing at the little one, and indicating that he's gonna grab the little one. <laughs> That's so much for you to <laughs> to pantomime. No, listen, I know. <laughs> God was but, just like staring and nodding. This is one of those moments where it's like, oh, he's really used to like hunting with like his family. Yeah. yeah. And like doing all this tracking stuff where they're like, mm, and then they communicate back. What do you think? Maybe biscuits, maybe like yeah. some chicken think, for lunch. And he's I like, oh, Lady I Godwin, don't know. I have biscuits for breakfast. I think Lady Godwin like nods through all that and then just slowly kind of turns her attention back to the conversation. <laughs> Like, yeah, I got it. All right, sounds good. At which point, so just assuming she nodded, so Crawford's going. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Philo, okay. Philo, what do you you see this conversation take place? Do you uh, are you able to piece together this pantomime? What is what is Brother Philo? I believe doing? I believe Brother Philo got it. Yeah. Okay. I, <laughs> I love that. Uh, you see, you see Crawford start to start to approach, uh, and and what are, what are you doing as you uh, as as he begins to take this action, Brother Philo? I'm uh, readying my quarterstaff to conk somebody on the noggin. Okay, um, so I'm going to need another stealth check, uh, this time individual, from uh, Brother Philo and from Crawford Muttner. Uh, if you are successful, I will give you a surprise uh, attack round here on these two. Uh, I got a 15 total. And I got a seven total. And Lady Godwin, you just see your two friends begin to creep out, and you're just mm-hmm. gonna ch- you're just gonna. Ch- no, I'll slow. I mean, oh man, if they're creeping, yeah, no, that will only go bad for me. I'm watching though. I'm ready to okay. to pounce. Yes, the the road is not far from where you all are are right. hidden. Um, Crawford, I you you are successful in this, and so you are going to be able to to get one of them. Can I tell you what I picture? Yeah. What I'm picturing is like Crawford steps up and he's like wrapping his hand. He's going to like wrap his hand around the, you know, the little old man's mouth, right? And he looks over expecting to see like Lady Godwin conking the other guy out. And there's like puppet Philo with his stick and a thumbs up. And he looks over and there's Lady Godwin still in the bushes, like thumbs up. And he's like, oh no, <laughs> everything's going wrong. Uh, we gotta first. I gotta say, Dad, it's got to be at least a three quarter staff for you at this point. Oh right? yeah, it's, okay. it's yeah, it's he, uh, much bigger than he is. Uh, um, but that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to grab uh, him and muffle his cries to try not to alert the big, the big one or the little one. The, the, the rest of the grab- con- the rest of the convoy is 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 like barely visible in the distance. They are. Yeah, I'm you know, I'm, I'm trying to grab the little one, expecting the big one to have. Uh, be in the process of being knocked out. So not only <laughs> Philo's attacking the big one. Yeah, yeah that's great. Uh, okay, uh, give me a. So you're just trying to. This is just an unarmed attack roll as you're trying to grapple this dude. It um, like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so the way that that. I'm works. not trying to do damage. So wouldn't it be like. Uh, athletics check or acrobatics, something to like grab him. Yeah, it would be a grapple. Um, when you uh, you use an attack action to make a special melee attack, a grapple, uh, and uh, we are going to do a, a strength ac- athletics check contested by the target's uh, athletics check. Uh, you will have advantage on your roll because this is a surprise attack. Okay, so I'm rolling a strength check with advantage. A, you are rolling an athletics check. With advantage, got it. Okay, so that is a 15 total and an 8 total, so 15. Okay, so this is just a straight up 0. That is a 7. So, yeah, you sneak up on the little one and grab him. As you grab him, you hear him start to protest. Uh, Are you trying to, like, clasp his, his mouth? So Correct. Yeah. Okay. You hear? Oh, me. Um, brother Philo, you creep yes. up. You're creeping. Yeah. You're creeping up. Getting ready to do a big bonk. Uh, yeah. What does it look like as you're readying the attack? Um, I think he uh, he has he has a hold of uh, Conky, his three quarter staff, like mm-hmm. in the middle. Yes. Um, which he has calculated will give him just enough stretch to be able to uh, whack the big one on the head. Okay. It is, you realize, it was not the wisest decision to attempt this maneuver with your floodlight crucifix. Mm, um, yeah. Mm, yep, 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 yep. Because this, uh, this towering muscular man uh, sees a very bright light approaching him from behind, uh, even before he hears uh, his associate scream. 
uh, he turns around and just kind of like grabs the stick with, with his thumb and forefinger uh, in midair as you swing it down on him and just kind of like gently pushes it to the side. Like, does Whoa, he that's... seem angry? Um, he does not. Uh, not nearly as angry as the man who you have uh, uh, grappled here. Uh, and you see this big man say, Whoa, puppet. And, uh... Wait, so that was my attack? I mean, you failed your stealth check, so you did not get the surprise uh, attack. See. Uh, okay. I will say that in this moment, he did not immediately counterattack you. Okay. Um, so, I mean, he basically has addressed you here and said, Whoa, puppet! Because uh, he seems to be more fascinated by you than the fact that uh, his, his, his uh, friend here has been grappled. Good. I think I'm gonna I take would advantage. Oh, wait, I'm going know. to take advantage of that. Okay. And take a bonus action. Okay. Which is polearm master. <laughs> yeah, man. Why wouldn't you have that feat? When you have the attack action with a quarter staff, you can use a bonus action to make a melee attack with the opposite end of the weapon. Yes. That uses the same ability modifier as the primary attack and has a yes. damage die of D4. Yeah, you, you've come so far, Dad. I yeah, love I love you. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you because I also know you guys leveled up to level four uh, in the uh, intervening episode. We forgot to mention that. And this does mean that instead of taking <laughs> additional attribute points, you did take the polearm master feat. And that's yep. fucking great for me. Yeah, I so love that. Uh, okay, go ahead and make another uh, attack roll with your quarterstaff, please. How does this look? I want it. So he grabbed the top, right? He grabbed the top of it. So I'm. So he's just going to pivot and use the uh, use the bad guy's uh, hand as the uh, fulcrum uh-huh. and whack him up the side of the head with the other end of Conky. Okay, uh-huh. and yeah. that's a fifteen. Yes, with a fifteen connects. You, uh, as as he grabs the uh, tip of the quarterstaff with his uh, thumb and forefinger, you just lower your hand to the other side of the quarterstaff and uppercut it right into his jaw. Uh, Go ahead and roll damage for me. That would be a four. Uh, Okay, he takes four points of damage. Uh, Not a ton, but... Based on sort of this man's pure bulk, um, but little he, puppet boy, what do you expect? He does. He does take a step back, <laughs> and uh, you see him sort of like touch his stitches uh, as if that kind of hurt. He goes, "Oh!" And the man with his mouth covered shouts, "Hide the person! The person hide! The buried blood! Quaff it!" And. The giant man very quickly reaches into his pocket and pulls out a glass flask filled with... Now, wait a second. There's been enough time for all this stuff to happen, and I said I was ready to intervene. I clarified that specifically. Oh, okay. You gotta let me up. You gotta let me Get up. Get messy. Get in there. You, you see this. You see this big man pull out this glass flask. Uh, and pop the cork on it. But I, I will give you a, 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 a moment here. Uh, I'm going to uh, leap at him and try to cut his hand off with my axe. Oh, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Um, no, that way. You know what? Actually, flat side. We're going to use flat side. I'm just trying to knock it out of his hand. Okay. I, I don't know what's going on, but I don't want him to do what he's about to do. That is wise. Yeah, yes. that is where there's a big man named Hyde trying to drink a potion. Yeah, man. Uh, oh, okay. Go ahead and make a, an attack roll with Jennifer Myers. Um, and uh, so you're attacking. You're trying to attack the bottle. You're trying to attack his hand, right? Yes. So this is this is almost like a dexterity. So just let, let's make a uh, an attack roll with Jennifer Myers, and, and we'll see what we're looking at. Here. Oh, 15 uh, plus 5, 20. 15 plus 5 is a 20. Okay. With a 15 plus 5, a 20, uh, you smack the flask out of his hand, and it goes uh, flying, and it tumbles uh, down the road. It lands a good 15 feet away. I'm going to go ahead and enter rage, by the way. Oh, yeah, for sure. He looks up at you, sees a fellow Frankenstein, and his demeanor shifts, and... It looks uh, suddenly like he is taking this situation much more seriously. Um, 
I'm going to need a hmm a constitution saving throw from Crawford Munder. Oh no. Okay. Those are scary in this game. I will say historically cuz sometimes they make you turn into a horse if you don't do good enough. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. So the heat is on. Uh, Nat 20, baby. This is where Crawford Muttner thrives. I am the force. The tracking I will give you. What happens here is that the man bites your finger. Yeah. And it does, it's not, his teeth are just, he's so old. You gotta remember, but like Crawford Muttner is a monster hunter, right? Yeah. So this idea of like, an old man subduing. No, subduing a beast, right? An animal in a way that you're not going to get your fingers bitten or being used to it. Maybe this way he's been bitten by so many gnarly things that he's just like, oh, yeah, man, it's all scar tissue at this point. (laughs) Okay. This moment is incredibly tense. It's good to say that sometimes when you're telling a story, just to let people know. (laughs) Yeah, because otherwise... In case people didn't sense the tension on their own. Yeah. Yeah. You got to tell them. You have grappled... Um, this old man who is fighting and trying to fight his way out. You are face to face with this Frankensteinian uh, man who looks like he's about to enter his own kind of rage. And from beneath your hand, you hear this voice say, Unharm me, you fool. Don't you know who I am? I'm Dr. Jekyll. Fun. A worker-owned network of artist-owned shows supported directly by you.